Today on the AV Podcast, I'm joined by the co-founder of the Skills Refinement Group, O'Neill Kamaka, as you break down the young bulls, this year's deep rookie class. We actually discussed the last two years worth of rookie classes. We discussed Scotty Barnes, the surprising Delano Banton. We share our thoughts on the Nikola Jokic, Marcus, or Markeith Morris uh, fiasco. <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. And then we get into Scotty Pippen's shiny new axe that he's trying to grind on Michael Jordan's back for some reason. All right, please enjoy this Hoops Talk. Sasha Rav is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Rate, review, and subscribe, 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 subscribe. Leave your comments. And I say this every week, but seriously, I need those five stars if you're on Apple Podcasts. So wherever you, whatever the equivalent it is, whichever platform you're listening to this podcast, we only grow bigger with the more love you show. All right, so give it. And check out SouthShareAve.com for everything SouthShareAve related. Once again, that's SouthShareAve.com. It's the Ave Podcast with Cal C on SouthShareAve Radio. The flu. Come on, Scotty. Welcome to the Ave Podcast with Cal C on SouthShareAve Radio. So before we begin, O'Neal, um, you know, we start talking about this year's rookie class. We're at the stage of life now where we're considered more of like, you know, we're more, more on the old school side of things. So I know that without even asking you, I know you enjoyed that Markeith Nicola situation that really, you know, that situation on Monday or this week that really spoke to your heart. Um, yes, it did. With, with that said, as far as the controversy goes regarding Morris and Joker, and this is a multiple choice style answer is only going to be the only way we're going to accept this year. Did you A, like all of it, B, love all of it, or C, did you need a cigarette and a nap after watching it? Uh, I loved all of it. I loved all of it. Um, what I thought was interesting, you know, he always was, uh, you know, some people like, well, you know, he should have hit him in the back. And it's interesting how it's always, I always think about this, where people could ex- see the same thing, experience the same thing, and just have completely different takes on it. <laughs> I know. Because I'm looking, at, I'm looking at this like, what are people actually watching? Like, Joker was going up for a shot. Martif comes under him, elbows him to take him out, could hurt his knee. And before Joker could even land, Markeith already had his back walking away, right? So people are like, well, you know, I should have hit him in the back. I'm like, well, what do you think this is? Like, he's going to say, hey, Markeith, hold up, turn around, look me in the face, and then I punch him. Like, no, like, he reacted. The guy, you know, he felt like the guy tried to hurt him. And this reacted. not like he, he donkey punched him in the back of the head. <laughs> not like, he, you know, he just gave, he gave him a... He's gave him a shoulder, you know, a shoulder, a shoulder shimmy. A forearm, right? yeah. Shoulder, forearm, shimmy. Yeah. yeah. Gave him a shoulder, forearm, shimmy. And so I'm like, you know, he wasn't, also he wasn't expecting it. And so, um, you know, he definitely got the work out. So and I'm not, I'm not saying that's what you should be doing, but I'm like, what did you guys expect to happen? And Marquise Morris was walking away like he was a boss. Like, you almost took the guy out and expected Joker not to do anything. So, Mm-hmm. But people are like, oh, well, you know, I hit him from the back. Well, yeah, it's not like it's not like Marquise Morris was looking at the Joker. They're talking ish 
and then Marquise Morris turns his back to walk away. Exactly. And then and then Joker did that. Exactly. He he took him out and then before Joker can land he started walking away. So of course Joker was just Joker just reacted, right? Joker it's not you know, Joker just reacted. So I thought the reciprocate the retaliation was fine. Of course, you know, you like guys to, to always score up and you know, no blindside anybody or cheap shots. Because I've seen worse. I've seen the hold me back guys. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I I think I would rather watch Jokic did than I remember Melo got into a fight where I can't remember when it was, but he was in the gardens and somebody was holding. He was talking trash. Oh, and there was somebody. Some, somebody was holding the guy back, and he punched him in the and face. And then he punched him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, you know, so at least Jokic, you know, he, he didn't do one of those. He just, you know, he reacted. He, he he reacted the way you should react when you're leaving your feet to take a shot and a guy take elbows you in your ribs. And I was listening to Bill Simmons. He was talking to uh, Jackie McMullen. He was saying that you could also, if you really slow down, you can see that Markeith also kind of hit uh, Jokic's knee when he was in the air. Yeah. Right? And, we were, and they brought up a good point because that's how Kawhi went down with his, ace, with his knee injury because he bumped into the guy knee to the to the side of his knee. So yeah. I'm like, you know, people trying to make Marquise the vic- you know, like the victim here. I'm like, yo, this guy if he never did that to Joker, he was fine. Right? Like well, you know, and Mark Marquise did it because he thought Joker fouled and got the ball and the rest never called it. Instead of maybe going over and slapping down a Joker's arm, he was Joker's shooting the ball. And he's elbowing Joker and trying to hit him from the side. Come on, man. I mean, look, there's, like, there's, there's many ways to foul a guy, right? Like, you could have exactly. wrapped him up. As you said, you could have slapped exactly. him on, the, on on his arm. You could have swiped at the ball. You know, there's, there's a lot of things you could have did. I mean, most likely just wrapping him up would have been one. That's, I mean, that's the easiest one to do on a fast break. Yeah. You see that all the time. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I thought I thought it was uh, – honestly, I mean, listen, man. I don't, I don't condone violence. I don't promote violence. But I, I was I was damn near cheering when I saw that because yeah. and for so many reasons, because for starters, anybody that takes a your I mean, an elbow or shoulder or a full body shot to your ribs, mm-hmm. O'Neal, you're fighting. Of course. You're fighting like and, 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 and when something like that happens, even in a pickup run, like you better get in the middle of that quick because mm-hmm. a, a, a brawl is going to break out. You know what I mean, exactly. and, and, and and again, and even in that situation, you're not turning the guy around and saying, "Hey, what are you doing?" And then throwing a, a shot in his face, so you're just going in. Like if yeah. his arms weren't up and he took that shot, um, he would have still been mad. But I don't know if he would have been as mad as taking the shot in the ribs. You know what I mean? Like the ribs is a whole. That's a whole. That, that's like a. That's like a red flag. Like that's that's some. That's like a gots to go situation once you get hit there like that. Not with that kind of force. Cause mm-hmm. not cause I, I I'm interpreting like it's one thing if you hit me and you hit me in the shoulders and I, you know like when my arms down I go flying back yeah I'm gonna take that as an insult I'm gonna take that as an aggression and I may want to do something about it but if my arms are in there as you said and and you're taking that body check to your ribs like that's like you you're not even thinking at that point you're, you're ready to go I oh hell yeah yeah like I I can't understand why why everybody was. I mean, there was—I mean, there were some people who were up in arms about that, like you know, with with Nicola, you know, having that reaction. But I'm like, you can't listen. You slap somebody in the face, you can't get mad at the person's reaction. 
You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, you just, like, it is what it is. Like, if I slap you in the face and you punch me back in mind, I can't be like, yo, Neil, why'd you punch me in my face? You know, like, <laughs> it is what it is. Like, I'm not, ex- you, you, you can't expect the reaction, especially when you're the aggressor. You can't expect the reaction to be the same as, as what you did, as your action, right? Like, it, just, it doesn't match like that. Exactly. You don't do that. And, and, and so that much, you know, I was watching what, NBA Today and Chinny, um, um, you know, Chinny O'Connor or whatever her name is, was mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, I should have looked at him and, you know, I don't know, he did it from the back, right? And I'm like, do you guys watch the tape? The man was already, after he, once Joker was flying to the side, everybody had his back turned to him walking away. Yeah. There's no, you know, his brother, you know, his brother, the idiot, was like, oh, yeah, you, you wait till his back is turned, huh? Wait till his back is turned. What do you mean, wait till his back is turned? You shoot the ball. <laughs> Your brother punched him in the ribs and walked away. What do you mean, wait till his back is his turned? His back was already turned. His back was already, they weren't talking, having a conversation. His back was already turned. Like, what are you talking about, man? So, you know, it's, it's these guys are jokers, man. So, and, and then, like, you know, relax. And then that's the other thing, too. The Morris brothers, both of them, have uh, they have this history of being enforcers. And we're in, we're in a different time now because I'm not to say they wouldn't have been enforcers back in the day. But, mm-hmm. you know, you know, and you're Jamaican. You understand this term, Duppy know who to frighten, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, like, I think in that situation, I, and, and you see them do that to certain guys. Like, I remember even in the, I think it was the bubble. I think it was in the bubble last year when, and I'm, I still remember this file he gave to Luca. Um, Mar- I think it was Markeith, actually. I, no, no, sorry, it was Marcus. But he gave a Mar- file to Luca. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He gave a file to Luca where I was like, man, Luca's, Luca, Luca's better than, better than most guys because I was expecting mm-hmm. Luca to come out swinging. You know, like yep. just the, the way he got it. You remember that, right? The, yep. way, the way he got took it out. And, and in this situation here, I just feel like part of the reason why he walked away, O'Neill, is because. He figured Joker wasn't going to do nothing. Exactly. Which, number one, is it's a dangerous game to play when it's a big guy. You know what I mean? Because any big guy, you know, we, we all know this. Once once a big, especially a guy that size and that height and stuff, once a, once they, they flip that light switch, it's really hard to rein them in. You don't you don't want to you don't want that guy to snap. You know what I mean? You like you know, I was having this conversation with some friends of mine, but I'm like, yo, he may he may look goofy, he may act goofy, but Joker's got some snap to him. He's got he's got a exactly. bite back to him. And we've seen it. Exactly. So why would exactly. you do that to him? And 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 walk away, expect nothing to happen. Yo, these guys think they can just punk people and get away with it. I'm like, yo, man. And I like, you know, I, I you know, I'm a big Stephen A fan. And so, you know, you're talking, he's like, yo, he's spoken. Which is true. Like, he's spoken to um, European guys and guys that are in the league, and they're like, listen, man, where we come from, bombs are dropping, eh? Like, we're, you know, we're, we're you know, that's what we're dealing with. So, these guys ain't afraid of nothing, right? Yeah. And which is the truth. Like, these guys ain't, these Serbian guys ain't, you don't mess with, they're not, they're not running, right? And this guy, you know, his brother's as big as he is, six, eight, six, nine, six, two, ten, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> come on, man, tat it out. Mm-hmm. Come on, man! And, and and you saw you know, they already bought tickets to the Heat game in Miami yeah. at the end of the month, right? <laughs> yeah, and you know, you know, and these guys, these guys, are, they move, they move deep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just Serbian, you know, the Serbian fans are going to be there. They're Serbian fans at the game, right? So it's like, yo, calm down. Like you know, don't let this escalate. Don't be, you know, don't don't let it get worse than it needs to be. Don't be trying to be you no know, tough guy and. 
you can't be a thug and play basketball at the same time. So yeah, they know exactly. we'll bring this to the street. You know, just squash it. Your brother, your brother initiated it. Joker finished it. Move on. Yeah. You know he took catch the L, let it go. Let it yeah, go. Yeah, you thought you, you thought you were gonna punk him. Like, no, homie, you ain't doing that. You ain't getting away with that. So, you know what I mean? But whatever, nothing's gonna happen. Like no. They're not gonna fight they're not gonna fight Joker face to face, but they can go two on one. Like, yo, I'll get my one of my brothers. Let's go we'll settle this beef. If, if they wanna do that, let's go settle the beef. Go let's yeah. go uh Let's go celebrity boxing match style. And and, and the like, joke is the the brothers like their comments it's, it's hilarious because they started the Twitter account I think like yesterday, yeah. <laughs> just for this and that I find that in itself is hilarious, you know. Yep. And, and you hear the stories like they're off kilter themselves, but their their comments like they were totally right. They're yep. totally right. It's, it's same thing just to what you're saying. Like he started it. My brother reacted, leave it there. Mm -hmm. But he's like, if, yeah. if you're talking about retaliation and stuff, he's like, well, we could come see you too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you hear those stories exactly. of those guys, like, they, you know, they're a little off kilter themselves. Exactly. Right. So, and, you know, you don't know who's who. So I'm like, you know what I mean? These guys got money. You know, these guys just move on, man. Just swallow your pride, move on, take it out, and move on. Because you don't want this to escalate. Because you don't know, like, my thing is, what I'm experiencing, you know, in this world is you don't know who's who, right? That's it. I've seen fights. I've seen fights happen, big, huge fights. And I've seen guys standing and watching, and you just think that they're part of the crowd. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. You know? Uh-uh. <laughs> they make a surprise appearance. They make a surprise. They just come out, back. Take out our next few. A guy jump their friend, just come out, back. I'm like, that's what I know. Like, you know, certain guys, you know, they just, they wait. You know, so... Mm -hmm. You know, they don't, you know, you never know what's going to happen, man. So uh, if I'm, if I'm, and you're high profile like the Morrison, come on, man. Did you ain't going to take no, oh, you don't know when you're out somewhere, you know, these guys are just wait till you're out somewhere and just deal with your case. Well, you you know, you're going to act tough. Did you see the picture of, of the heat in the, in the hallway waiting for the Nuggets to come out the locker room? Uh, I thought I, that I was, know, oh, that uh, yeah, was I'm hilarious. Like, but, you know, I don't know, I guess, I guess it was like the Clippers with, um, the Clippers with with um, Rivers, uh, what's his name? Oh, when, Rivers. Uh, when they try to sneak into the locker room. So, yeah, yeah. Reason. it was something like that because apparently um, Butler was like he was mad at somebody who was a former teammate that was on Denver talking trash. Oh, right? that, oh, that's why he was we was going. Yeah, on so that's yeah. why it wasn't it wasn't directed because Joker was already gone at that point. Mm -hmm. so it wasn't it wasn't directed at Joker. It was directed at at that teammate. Okay, so, that makes more sense because yeah. I'm like, why is he yeah. going off on Joker like that? Like you you saw him on the court the whole time. What was that energy when he was on the floor? <laughs> right. So it wasn't about Joker. It was about somebody else. And then, but all those guys at the locker room, like, come on, yeah, you guys serious right now. Like, you you guys know. You know, that's why I didn't say Bogman moving silence. Man. I was like, yo, these guys don't think. I'm like, all you guys, what do you guys think is going to happen now? You got Larry there. You got Bam out there. You got Butler there. <laughs> I'm like, man, I, I'm, you know what? I'm like, I'm like uh, I think it was Alonzo. Who was it? Was it Alonzo? When, when a fight was happening and he just walked away. And people were like, yo, he didn't jump. He goes, why? This is an NBA fight. Nothing ever happened to an NBA fight. Guys just, <laughs> guys just posture. <laughs> I'll be like, yo, I'm like, yo, Jimmy, let's just go make a coffee, relax. You know? Like, you guys ain't, you guys ain't doing nothing. You guys are like, it's all for show. What are you guys really going to do? Like, there's security there between you. Nothing's happening. There's, 
you know, NBA security. You guys do anything, you guys are suspended, what, 20 games, 30 games, you know, season. You guys ain't messing up your money like that, so. Nobody you know, is. Nobody is. Yeah, so I'm like, you know, stop, stop faking it, man. Just, you know, either, you know, just forget about it. Or just, you know, wait and then go top them out of his face when the season's over. You catch him, you know, you catch him at a, at a, at a summer league or something. Just, you know, when you're in Vegas, you just catch him in a corner and pump him up. <laughs> going to the locker room like something was gonna happen. Which oh, which happens more often than you think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the joke. Fuck you. Yeah, make make basketball players look bad. These fake tough guys. I'm like, come on, man. If you're really gonna do something, you wait. You wait and then you punch a guy in the face. You guys are putting on a show, right? And, and a lot of times that's what it is. That it's the appearance of being tough, right? That's like, it. You know, like. There's certain guys that I know that I talk. Like Kenyon Martin, that guy, he don't mess with that guy, right? And he has, like, neck tattoos and stuff like that. And then there's some guys that you know that are not, but they'll get neck tattoos, and I'm like, you're not a tough guy. You just get a neck, you just got a neck tattoo, you just a pair of tough. Mm-hmm. Right? But you're not, a, you're not a tough guy. And there's a lot of guys that they, you know, deep down, you catch them in a one-on-one fight, they can't fight. Right. You know what I mean? And, but they, they got to put their parents so they get tatted out. They get all this. They, you know, they'll, 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 they'll put on the front. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of pretenders, a lot of fake tough guys. A lot of fake tough guys. Yeah. So, and, and but the, 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 real, the real ones don't say nothing. You know, the real ones, they, you know that they're tough. You know that they'll knock you out. They don't have to say nothing. Yeah. But like, but like I said again, in, in, in the case of Morris and them, it's like, you know, you, you guys are big, but. Like I said, yeah. I mean, Joker's what seven feet two two ninety, whatever he is, two eight yeah, or something. Man. Yeah, I mean, but even on the court, like you don't realize mm-hmm. how big these guys are until they snap, and then when they snap, you're like, you know, because if you notice, no nobody nobody really rushed Joker after mm-hmm. that happened, right? They just walked exactly. up like, hey, like like Tyler yeah, Hero. Yeah. Tyler Hero was the was the was the best one because you had to look like, hey, yeah. like what 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 are you doing? Yeah. What's yeah. going on? <laughs> <laughs> even Bam, even Bam, even Bam ran up. Bam, you know, Bam ran up. Everybody ran up. They didn't do nothing. Yeah, you know, they didn't do nothing. They ran because I, I saw it. I'm like, yo, these guys just ran up, and it's like nobody did nothing to Joker. So I was just like, you know, wait, wait for somebody to come in between them, and that was that. But that was it. Yeah, no, nobody came face to face. At least you know what I mean. Nothing like everybody was just coming mm-hmm. up. To kind of split it up, which was nothing to split up because Morris is already laid out on the ground. So there's nothing to split up. <laughs> yep. There was nothing to split yep. up at that point. But I know. Let's move this along to the to the rookie, the, this rookie class because right Wait, now we're not we're not we're not gonna talk about Jordan and Pippen. Oh man, do you, you know what? Actually, thank you, thank you for bringing that up because um, I feel like Scottie Pippen needs a hug right now. I, I'm I'm actually like. I'm actually disappointed in in Scotty. I'm not surprised because Scotty does have that. If you look throughout history, Scotty does have that 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 thing about him that kind of does. Like I'm not put it this way. I'm not surprised by what he's doing, really and truly. I'm just more disappointed because at this stage of the game, I know he's trying to sell a book. I know there's all these things that he's trying to do, but I'm like O'Neal. Like that documentary was last year. That video was made in '98. I'm because mm-hmm. I actually rewatched the last dance earlier this year, mm-hmm. right? Um, I I mean maybe I'm wrong, but where was the disparaging stuff about Scotty? Like what stuff about that wasn't 
wasn't like was falsified or where he where he looked mm-hmm. like he was being shitted on. Like I don't remember that. And it's funny because even some of the comments that Jordan made, you know, like he was. I mean, most of the times he was bigger than other than the other than the uh, where he sat out in the timeout. You know, when mm-hmm. Kukoc got the shot, pretty much everything that he said about him was pretty li- like enlightening. You know what I mean? Like he was like, "It's the best Positive. teammate I ever had. I, I would have never won without him." Even the situation mm-hmm. with his back, where he, the, mm-hmm. the last game he was like, he he even said he was like, "Yo, he, the guy toughed it out." He, you know, he, he really laid it on the line for us. His back was really killing him. But, like, yo, he did everything. He was a decoy, but he did everything we could ask for him. Like, well, mm-hmm. I don't understand where this – I don't understand where the, where the hatred is coming from I in do. this case. I do. It's a book. It's a a book. You know, Scotty's been off. So, at the end of the day, um, his wife left him for a reason. Um He's dealing with mental health. You can see the guy ain't right. He's dealing with mental health issues. But ultimately, he's selling a book. And in order to sell a book, you got to be controversial, right? I'm not buying the book, right? Because I just say when, like, it's just so blatantly obvious, right? I'm like, really, people, you, you're going to run on, are you really going to run on and buy the book? I'm not running on and buy the book. Like, I got, you know, I got the black mom, I got to join it. Like, I'm not running on buying Scotty Kiffin's book, mm-hmm. right? Because it was so, it's so blatantly obvious what he's doing. Yeah. Right? And there's nothing in the last dance. It's not like you made a documentary and then you edit it so that, you know, it was filmed, you have a lot of footage and you edit Because obviously documentaries tell a story, right? But they're talking about the Bulls, everything that happened with the Bulls, right? Before Jordan, after, when Jordan, you know, when Jordan retired, blah, blah, blah. Those are all facts. People know all that stuff. Like, I don't understand. Everybody, that's a, that everybody knows Scotty. It's not made up. It's not like yeah. behind the scenes stuff, you know, that they put in or certain things that they could have let. This is, everybody knows this is what happened, right? The bad shot, you, and here's the thing about me and Scotty Pippen. I never liked Scotty Pippen. I always thought he was mentally weak, right? And I always thought he was mentally weak because when he had to play the Detroit Pistons, he had, he, somehow he had a headache, right? Or migraine. He just came up game seven, the last game. Right now, knowing what we know now, like I know my friend Kojo, uh, my teammate, his brother actually played for the Raptors, Pascal Sabonis, yeah. my teammate in college. He told me that he would get migraines, and yeah. what he realized though, he was getting migraines when he was um, nervous. Or, for example, he got migraines when he was was going to try for NBA, yeah, NBA workouts, or he got migraines like times where he was nervous. And or like, or like highly stressed, highly stressed yeah, situations. He, he, I used to get migraines. So, I, I used so to get back, them too. I used to, I used to suffer from them too for for, for yeah. a while. Yeah. So, so back, but I used to hate Scotty because he was, I knew he was mentally weak. Forget the migraines, but just all the time you could see he wasn't built mentally tough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I knew what I knew what he did as far as he did everything else. Jordan did the scoring. And Scotty played the defense and ball handled and had a high IQ and was running sets and stuff like that. So he definitely understood that. And, and it's I, not like know, Jordan pretty, only did the scoring. You know what I mean? Like he did everything yeah. else too. But like Scotty yeah. had more of that role. But go on, go on. Yeah, you appreciate it, right? Right. Everybody keeps re- referencing the last dance. I'm like, there's nothing in the last dance that was inaccurate. We're talking about the team, right? Scotty had a bad moment, but that was Scotty's fault. Right when you know, Scotty was the one that chose not to go in the game. That's exactly what happened. 
what I, you know, people, you know, are not going to change it or lie. That's exactly what happened, right? So, Scotty's like, Michael made me look, you know, no, you made yourself look bad. And somebody, Scotty's blaming other people for everything he's done, right? It's somebody else's fault. And so, at the end of the day, I don't know how Michael made you look bad. He was praising you, right? And I saw comments where even he was dismissing those praises, like, you know, Jordan, you know, Jordan was, you know, didn't mean it or whatever. I'm like, yo, what's wrong with this guy? Right? Yeah. And then you find out, you come to find out that when Jordan's dad died, Scotty Pippen never called Jordan and wished and gave any condolences or anything like that. Right? And this was way back. Yeah. Right? Well, what kind of person are you? Right? And so, I don't know. I just think, you know, people like, well, you know, people like, give Scotty a break. I'm like, you know, he has the right. I'm like, sure. He's trying to sell a book. Right? But people have been praising Scotty Pippen from day one. Jordan's been praising Scotty Pippen from day one. Everybody knows what Jordan did. I'm a Jordan fan. I know that Jordan couldn't win. You can't win rings by yourself because Jordan never won. It's, Jordan never won when he was by himself. He won with Scotty Pippen. You need another player to win. And everybody's acknowledged that. So I don't understand why Scotty's like he feels underappreciated. Right? And that's why I think, again, he's saying all this stuff because he has to sell the book. Well, yeah, right? I, know, I know one of his comments because I don't know if you saw the interview he did with um, with um, with Michael Strahan for Good Morning America. But um, I think one of, the, one of the things he said is like, I, I think the last question that Strahan asked him is, how do you want to be remembered? And he was like, I want to be remembered as the GOAT. And I'm just like, Scotty, like, Scotty, Scotty, nope. He's the goat. Scotty, goat of what? It's like, come on, Scotty. Like, like I, like I, like they're they're selling a book, and then it's like, okay, now yeah. you're just talking stripping this now. Yeah, now you're delusional. Like, like seriously, now, now, now it's like, okay, Scotty, you weren't like again. We we grew up to that era. We saw everything. We saw all that mm -hmm. stuff. Like, you were never the best player in basketball at any point in time ever. Even when Jordan was gone, you weren't the best mm -hmm. basketball player. Like you were you know, great, and, you were great. Yeah. You know, I, I will never take that away from him. He was a great player. But how long was how long was Scottie Pippen's career? Like fifteen, sixteen years. Like, I mean, but he was never the same after he left Chicago because when he went, I think he went to Houston that one year. Then he played on Portland. Scottie Pippen played in in the, in the NBA for seventeen years. Seventeen years, right? Seventeen years. But you know what people highlight? You know what people highlight in the seventeen years? Oh, but what happened when Michael Jordan was gone? That one, you know, as soon as Jordan left, they went fifty-five games. I'm like, yeah. And what happened after that? What happened the following year? Because remember, Jordan was gone for a year and a half, almost two years. Yeah. Jordan came back, and what what was the record when Jordan came back? Well, what you, what you what you what you remember was Scotty wearing Jordan shoes, raising his soul to the camera, and no, begging no, Jordan no, to come no. back. No, forget all that. Forget all that. What was their Because people talk about that. The 50, one bring up, well, you know, well, they won 55 games. And that that and, was one season. And that what was a great team effort. Point? It was a great team effort. Yeah. But what happened after that? What happened? What was their record? Their record was shit that I lose that a shitty record. After that. Right? Yeah, I think they were like just above 500 or something like that. At that exactly. Time. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right? Just above 500. Okay, what did Scotty Pippen do when he went to other teams? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what that's, that's the, well, that's the point nobody, I was gonna. Well, the point I was gonna mention was Portland, right? Because nobody, no, nobody talks about that. So they talk about in a seventy-year career, they talk about one thing. What after without Jordan, 
the 55 game win. That's it. Nick Dick Wright or Dick Ron, right? He's trying to talk about well, you know, he took a he took the Portland Trailblazers into Game Seven and almost won. So he brought up what did he bring up? He brought up Jordan's stuff before and after. Like, okay, great. Didn't talk about Scotty Pippen. Talk, briefly talked about the fifty-five game that they won and and the point. Two things. That was it. How long was Scotty Pippen without Jordan for after? What another? How long did Scotty Pippen play with Jordan for? What? How many years? years? Eleven years. Eleven years. So what did he do in the other six years? He was in the league for seventeen years. Well, well, here's the thing. So, on the other, the, but the thing I, 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 the reason why I want to say Portland was because. Like, if you remember, Portland was like a, I mean, that team was a great team, but there was an ensemble right. cast, right? Exactly. Part of the reason why they lost to the Lakers in that game seven is because they had nobody to close that game. Now, exactly. here's a guy that's been in that situation hundreds of times. I mean, he was a number two guy, obviously, but here's a guy that's been in that situation hundreds of times, way more than anybody else on that team, and he basically folded exactly. like everybody else folded. Exactly. So that's why when these guys like Dick Ron is always trying to argue, I'm like, you know, and then, then if they were talking to Antoine Walker. I'm like, why are you talking to this idiot? This guy knows what the fuck he's talking about. Like, why do you bring up those points? I'm like, these guys, I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Like, I. Oh, you talking about Nick? Like, you talking about Nick Wright? Okay, yeah. Yeah, Dick Ron. <laughs> I call him Dick Ron. Right? So I'm like, this guy, like, what is this guy talking about? Like, put me in front of this guy. I'm like, are you serious right now? You want to, that's what you want to talk about? That's a fact. Well, here's the fact. And the fact is, when Scotty Pippen was by himself, did absolutely nothing. Just like you said, when he was in Portland, the stack team, he never showed up. If you want to talk about facts, we go through, there's a lot of playoff games where Scotty Pippen, even in the, the 93, what is Scotty Pippen average in the playoffs when he's with Jordan? The rest of the team scored nine points, I remember, in the fourth quarter, the closeout game. Nine points. Mm -hmm. The rest of the team scored nine points. Come on, man. What are you guys talking to me about right now? You want to highlight the few good things in the 17 years, the few good things, and that means he deserves a couple. You go from year to year, up until Jordan came back, even with the Wizards, people have, if you break down Jordan, years with the Wizards at age 39 and 40, or 38, 39, and 40, whatever it was, Jordan was putting up numbers. And the Wizards were on, on pace to make the playoffs once Jordan was on that team, because the year before they sucked. And the only reason they never did was because Jordan, obviously being old, they had knee problems. And once Jordan was out of the lineup, they, they didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, I try to forget Jordan, those wizard years, to be honest with you. But <laughs> I don't I you know I don't think about it, but people always Jordan was a shell of himself, but at the age that he was, Jordan was still putting up putting in work. Yeah, he was still nice. He was still nice. Yeah, he was still carrying the wizard. He wasn't day in and day out Jordan, but he did enough, right? But if you look at Jordan's career, let's say before minus the wizard, you go year by year where Jordan was just Unfreaking believable. You yeah. can't do that with Scotty Pippen. You can't. You have moments with Scotty Pippen. So I don't want to hear that he's great because you have moments. Well, O'Neal, right? it's a moment the, here, a moment there. I disagree. I think I think you can say he's great, but he was great for what his role was. He was great. Well, when, I, great yeah, yeah. when I say great, I'm, I'm talking the goat. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like when yeah, yeah. like when he said that, I was just like, like, come on. Like it was almost like. You know, it's almost like a family member when they do something stupid, and you just like, come yeah. on, like, like, come on, yeah. dude, like, like you're yeah. you're embarrassing my name. We got the yeah. same last name. You're embarrassing it now. You know, like yeah. that's that's yeah. how I felt when I when I read that comment. I'm like, why, like, Scotty, like nobody's gonna believe you. Like nobody, like we saw this. Like no, who's yeah. believing you yeah. when you say you want to be remembered as a goat?
Like even Michael Strahan was probably like, come, like even even he was probably like, come on, Scotty, like Jesus. He's trying. He's trying to sell books. No, but sort of controversy. He's trying to sell books, man. Yeah, he's but you, trying to sell books. But I, I want to. I want to take it back I mean, a little further though, because you were you were saying like, and I, you know, I don't play with this, but let's like the whole mental health aspect of it. Clearly, something's going on with him. He's not happy because because you're saying book. But last year he was selling a he was selling what was he selling a it was like a brandy or a bourbon he was selling a bourbon he was selling bourbon I think it's called digits he was selling a bourbon last year and he was going through that that whole gauntlet of like going through the whole media run to try to sell his alcohol and he was on the yeah. same shit last year because you remember he was making the comments that like Phil Jackson was racist all this stuff and I mean yeah. mind you who knows you know like everybody's got their story but at the same time mm -hmm. I was like I just didn't. And who knows, right? But I'm just like I just I just don't see a happy dude. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Here's my and here's my other theory as well because I'm like he's probably um, you've heard you've heard rumors. I've heard, there's rumors been out there that he's broke, right? That guy doesn't have any money, right? So he has to sell books. He has to sell bourbon. He has to do whatever it takes to make that money, right? We see people you know do worse, right? When it comes to money, people compromise themselves. He's like screw it. He can always apologize later, right? He'll say stuff now, sell his books, and then apologize later, right? right. So, you know, I've heard, you know, you've heard those rumors out there that Scottie Pippen's broke, but, you know, he's bankrupt this and that, blah, 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 blah. Probably his ex-wife is taking him for money. You know, when I talk around that young baller in the mall and stuff like that. So, at the end of the day, that's what jumps out to me. That's what I'm reading between the teams. I'm like, you know, when you hear all the rumors that he was broke, he needs money, and then all of a sudden he says this stuff, trying to get, you know, trying to be controversial, right? So people go and buy his book. I buy it. I'm telling you that from now. I buy his book. I'm that. You know what I mean? Yes. So I'm not buying Scotty Pippen's book. And that's what you guys, it's just blatant. That's what he's blatantly trying to do, right? Because again, all I know is when I didn't like Scotty Pippen, a lot of people were like, we're giving them credit. And then I eventually came and warmed up. I was like, you know what? Yeah. You know, Scotty Pippen was a bad man. He played defense, full picking up guys, full court, blah, blah, blah. So, I don't know anybody who never acknowledged Scotty Pippen. People are acknowledging Scotty Pippen from day one. Yeah. From day one. I don't know anybody who, who wasn't acknowledging Scotty Pippen. And, so I don't know what these people are talking about. And, like, let, and, let's, keep, and let's keep it real, O'Neal. Like, not to cut you off, but let's keep it real. Um, when it comes to Scotty, listen, Scotty's the top 50, top 75 Hall of Fame, Dream Team, all the accolades. Yeah. He deserves all of it. But would he have achieved all those accolades if he didn't go to Chicago? I say, exactly. I, I always believe no. I believe he would have been a good player, but I don't know if he would have reached those levels. You know what I mean? Exactly. And, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I could be wrong. But I like I think Jordan, he helped build that character too, right? He was an a-hole a lot of times, and I mean, I don't think they shot away from that in the documentary either. But you know, at the same time, it's like it helped build Scotty, like by you yeah, know, it made, him, it made him tough. Yeah, when he was when he was when he was when he was with Jordan, he became tough. Yeah, because a couple right? of years because a couple of years later, when they after that Detroit series, when they when they, when they ran into the Knicks, he wasn't backing down from Oakley and all those guys, and you know exactly. what I mean. Exactly, it made a huge difference. But uh, like what? we. Again, we saw that. We was we was there. We saw we watched all of that. You know exactly. what I mean? So it's like to see him doing this now, it's like I know I again I, I understand you're trying to sell product, but you're looking worse. Like it isn't it's yeah. it just it uh, Well 
I think I think the people who were like you said are there, it's looking worse. But people who weren't, right? And you know, there's gonna be people out there who're gonna want to buy the book, right? Mm-hmm. And oh, you know, drive up, drive up the man. And people are like, oh, let's go see what else is in the book. I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> like, like I, I can't knock them. Like, they do what you gotta do. But I'm just, to me, you're just looking like an ass right now. Yeah, exactly. I'm the greatest of all time. I want to remember that. Greatest of what? What's your body of work? What was your body of work when you were without Jordan? What did you do in the playoff games? Because people, we can really start going through game by game. Now, we can really start taking apart what you did and when you did it, right? What you did with Jordan, what you what you did without Jordan. Like we can really break that down and see, you know, see where your goal status is, right? So, right, you might, you know, you might be if you want to argue the greatest. I can't even say two way because two way means you have to be putting up big numbers. Right? Yeah. Like to me, two way means you have to be averaging at least twenty five or more. You know, I didn't think Scottie Pippen was that guy. Yeah, like the right? like defensively so, again, like and it's not to sit here and break down the guy. There's no need to really break down his career. And again, he's a Hall of Famer. He was great. You know, defensively he was a menace, and he was you know he was very versatile offensively. Like I again, I remember the job he did on 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 my man Magic in the '91 Finals, we picking him yeah, up full court. Like, I'll never forget yeah. that. You know what I mean? He, he like he 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 broke my dream down because I wanted to see the Lakers win the title at that time. I was a Magic guy, right? So, like I, I like you don't have to tell me his accolades. Like I no, but what I'm saying is when we start when you get the goat debate, you start dissecting why this guy's better than this guy. You start like breaking it down. Like oh yeah, there's levels you, to it. For you, sure. you start breaking out score. You start breaking out series. You start breaking out this and that. You, you really start. You know, go, that's what I mean. Like, if Scotty people sure. wants to say, like, again, we know what he did, but if you, like, we're, we're glassing over, you know, to be goal, you have, you have to be, you know, you have to have the resume to prove it, right? Yeah. So, six championships, all, what, nine, all first defense, that's really good, mm-hmm. right? But what about scoring, right? You know, getting the goal status, what, what's your scoring like? How many teams did you carry to the finals, right? Or win by yourself? Right. Well, can, you know, or, or, or not even by yourself. Sorry, not by yourself. But how many teams did you when you're when you're supposed to be the man on the team? How many teams did you take to the finals? Did you lead to the finals? Right. So that's where you start going into the when you start looking at the gold status. You start looking at stuff like that. When you transcend play, did you did you change franchises? Because when you went to Portland and Houston, you didn't win. You weren't able to get the team to win. So mm-hmm. you know, how how do you go to gold status, right? If you wanted the goat yeah. status, right? You I, know, I, you're, you're looking at that for me. That's goat status. You, you know, that's goat status. When you know, what did you? Were you the man on the team? Were you the alpha? Were you the main guy? And did you bring your team to the promised land and win? And if you didn't do that, you're not in the goat debate, right? You, you're not in the goat debate if you didn't do that. Look at all the players that are in the goat debate. You go from if if you look at your top ten guys, they're all the man on their team. And they all brought the team to the championship. You want to go on the list? We have Jordan. We have Kobe. We have Kareem. Shaq. We have Shaq. We have Wilk. We have Magic. We have Bird. Right? Who else we got in there? Tim Duncan. You got, Lebr- you got LeBron. You got Tim Duncan. Akeem. Right? Those guys. Yeah. Akeem. Exactly. So those guys are a GOAT. They were the man on the team. They brought the team to a championship. Right? When did you bring a team to a championship? So you were not the GOAT. When you start talking about the goat, you start dissecting everything. How you lead a team, you know how how you play in the playoffs when things are on the line. You know how do you step up? How do you 
you know, will your team to win? And Scottie Pippen falls short. He, he falls not even anywhere close. So, again, he's trying to sell books. Calm down, homie. You know what you're trying to do, but, you know, you don't need to, you know, disparage and try to take people down when you, when you, you know, in order to do that. Well, I think at the end of the day, too, I don't even think Scottie believes that. I, You know, I mean, he doesn't believe that, number one. And no. Then, and then, and then number two, even if you wanted to even ha- have that discussion, like I-, I wish we could see footage of like the practices and stuff, but the, the stories you would hear about their practices, like the time yeah. that Pippen would actually challenge Jordan, it was like he had to just be like, all right, I'm sorry. For, like by the time they were yeah. done, it was like, all right, I'm sorry. And then yeah. number three, I mean, I th- and this is like the biggest non-starter in all of this. He won six titles. Who was the MVP of all of those six titles? His name was on mm-hmm. none of those trophies. Like that, I mean, like that, that alone, like, like, stop it. You know what I mean? Like, l- you know what? Let's let's move let's move on to the rookie class. I don't even want to talk about the city boy. But no the- problem. <laughs> but um, you know, we've seen this rookie class so far. I mean, it's early, but it, it, this is such a this to me. This is a strong rookie class so far in terms of like just readiness. You can even say the same for last year as well. You know, for us, yeah. so so for you as somebody that's. You know, coaching younger players and in the AAU circuits. What's your theory as to why these guys seem more more ready than ever before when they get to the league? Um, I think these guys are just paying attention to what's happening. I think they're paying attention to what guys are doing. Uh, you know, that are coming in before them. Um, you know, I think uh, I think it's just cyclical. I think that's how sometimes how it goes, right? You just yeah. have, you know certain. certain Certain draft classes that come in, you have um, you know you have good draft classes and you know some draft classes you don't right. And I just think when guys pay attention to what's going on, um, you know they're they're seeing what's happening, uh, and you know um, it could be you know also the people that they're getting around them and the people that they're keeping around them are um, giving them right information, right 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 instruction. Right, and then the development too. Right, the NBA is always looking for ways to be better, you know, to help the players and you know to to be successful. So, I think that has something to do with it. Um, you know, I think that that has something to do with it. But I just think, honestly, I just think it's cyclical. I just think you know, you just see, um, you know, just a good group of, of, of rookies, a good group of players. I don't think, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you look at the, the one before, wasn't that great? Uh, Really? What was the one before? Was that the jaw? That one with, with John Moran? We're talking about the uh, draft class a couple of years ago, right? With RJ? And yeah. Zion? Yeah. 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 You know, so it's like, you know, it, 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 it's cyclical, right? You have uh, that draft class, how many guys that are banging? Jaw's playing well. You know, RJ's playing well. Zion, you know, he looks like, what does what Chuck say? He looks like him, him and Shaq had a baby. <laughs> this guy's always hurt. And then who else is in that rookie class? Right? Can you name anybody else in that rookie class? I'm trying to remember. Well, I'm talking um, about the last couple of years more so, but I No, I know, I know. Yeah. No, but my point is my point is, like if you look at that rookie class, it's not that great. But the last couple of years has been great, right? Yeah, and so Absolutely. Yeah, that's what you're gonna get, right? You know, you're gonna have it's, some guys who get it and are good and, you know, are, are locked in and then you have some guys who don't. You know, maybe some guys who feeling themselves too much. Mm-hmm. You know, some guys who exhale once they get to the league, and you know, you can't exhale when you get to the league. You have to, 
you know, you got to yeah. keep working hard. You got to right? grind. You might exhale. You got to grind. You got to grind. You got to grind until you get to your second contract, right? And most guys exhale before they get caught up in all, you know, all the, all the great things that come with being in the NBA, right? So, um, you know, I just think it's a lot of different things, but it, it's great to see. But I definitely think it's just a lot of different things. Yeah, and it seems like every generation there's always like a, you know, like an influx of, of talent that just comes through to kind of revives the league a bit, right? So, and I, and I think right. we're kind of seeing that now. You know what I mean? Like for this generation, because exactly. because you're hearing like the next couple of drafts too, is like like the talent is coming. You know what I mean? Like, right. So it's so it's it's not. So I think we're like in the midst of it right now. Like I think over the next few years, you're gonna see a lot of younger players coming, and they're gonna be like, they're, you're you're gonna kind of be like you know like shocked as to what you're seeing, kind of thing. You know what I mean? So right. Yeah, so I, I agree with that. And and I think some of it is, you know, like as you said, like it's over the years, the personalized training, all the AAU tournaments, all the big games, like you've been in so much pressurized situations that, you know, you don't you don't you don't feel that same pressure, you know, by the time you get to the pros. And then sometimes some of these guys, you know, they're they're training with some of these pro guys. You know what I mean? So it's, it's the the shock value yeah. isn't is the same, right? Like yeah. when well, I, they, I know I, I know that's always that's always happened. I know that even for 20 sure. years ago when I graduated, sure. when I graduated before that, you've always heard about, you know, I think one of the things why in the guys in the States were always ahead of most people because they're already, you know, they're playing with NBA guys at an early age. Right. Right. And that, built, that does a lot for your confidence. Right. That does yep. a lot for your confidence. And so, um, you know, I think that's always, that part of it has always happened, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's a lot of different things, man. And like you said, yeah, you know, every generation has just some good group of kids coming in, um, and they just pan out, right? And they just pan out, like yeah. you know, this NBA. You definitely got to be skilled, right? You got to be skilled to be in the NBA. And so the guys that are skilled, there, they find they find a niche. You know, that uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna be a defender, I'm gonna be a rebounder, and then they they find a place to stay, right? So. Um, or find a team to, to be able to play on and stay. So, you know, I, I, I like the rookie class. I'll see, you know, it's good when, when you have, you know, a lot, of, a lot of the rookies playing well. You know, so a lot of, I know, especially the, the GMs, right? And the, scout, the scouts, they feel good, you know, when, when, uh, when, uh, when, when they hit on a pick and the, the pick works out. You know, it kind of you know, justifies that you know they know what they're doing and stuff like that but yeah i think it's a it's, it's a good good rookie class to see who the rookie of the year is i don't know about you but i find like the this season so far to be like i don't know i've really enjoyed the season so far like even some of the, the shittier teams and the shittier games are they're at least worth watching just because some of the talent that's on there like even case of point like as we're recording tonight you know detroit and houston played so we got a chance to see the number one and number two picks of the draft for this year, you know, and Cade and, and Jalen Green, Cade Cunningham and Jalen Green. And that game, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't the greatest game to watch. Let's let's be clear. It was very shaky. You know, I'm surprised mm-hmm. it was even on ESPN, to be honest with you, but but I still yeah, one, yeah, the, the yeah, talent. One, yeah. yeah, the two of the top picks, right? Yeah, two of the um two of the top picks in the draft. No, right? for sure for sure. So, but what I'm what I'm saying is that the game was a shaky game, but you still wanted to watch just do do the just right. in the number one and two picks, but then plus the other talent that each of these these teams have, like like the younger talent they have on their bench, like even like a right. team like Detroit, like they got some nice young talent. Plus the three Canadians, of course, but you know, but we just know both teams aren't ready yet. But like you can see, the pieces are there. There's some foundational pieces that are already there. Wait, who's the other Canadian? I know there's Corey. I know there's 
Um, Kelly and who else? <laughs> Do you want to count Trey Lyles? Does he count? Oh, oh, Trey Lyles. That's right. That's right. Of course, he's from Saskatchewan. I forgot he's on the team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I don't know how much he acknowledges team. us, but yeah, you know. But the fact that they got three, you know. So, f- so for somebody like us, like yeah, it's a little. You, you know, you, you may want to watch Detroit a little bit more because of that, just to support. But really and truly, it's a, a shitty team like Detroit's got some talent. You know, they got yeah. some talent where you're like, damn, like, yo, Jeremy Grant, like this. I mean, th- this game, he had like 30 something points. He had a 19 point third quarter, you know, in, in this game. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, he's fresh off an Olympic Olympic experience. He's year two. And, you know, it doesn't seem like the season he had last year was fluky. Right. So like there's yeah. there's talent like Christian Wood. A guy that was also balling, you know, on on uh, on Houston side, like they got some. There's, there's some talent on both sides. So, I, like I said, the influx of talent has come in. Like even, like even like two three years ago, I wouldn't have watched yeah. a game like this. Seriously, I yeah. wouldn't even have watched a game like this. I would have definitely changed the channel. But this time, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Let me at least watch a quarter. Let me see how. Let me see how Jalen's doing. Let me see how Kevin Porter Jr. is doing. Let me see how Cade, you know, Cade is is, is looking. He's rounding into shape right now, right? Yeah. Who's your favorite rookies to watch right now? Uh, Donato Bantan and Scotty Barnes. Mm, that was going to be my last uh, question I had for you, but you you can talk, you can wax poetic about him. You can talk about him. Go ahead. No, I, I it's not because obviously living here in Toronto. I wouldn't say I'm a huge Raptors fan. Obviously, I'm you know they're the home team. You watch them, right? Um, in my team, you know, is the Spurs and then Golden State. In that order, and then the Raptors, right? But um, I always, I've been a Golden State fan since '99. Okay, and um, you know why '99? I mean, I, I, no, I've been, I've been a um, a Spurs fan since '99, and a Golden, State. well, Golden State because I went to school in the Bay Area, right? Okay, yeah, yeah that's right. So yeah. I went to school five minutes from where your nephew's at right now, so right. You know, I became a Golden State Warriors fan, and I just like the Spurs, Popovich. Needless to say, I just love Scotty Barnes. I love his. I love the his youthful energy, the enthusiasm that he plays with, the love that he has, the joy that he plays with. He plays hard, he competes, he's happy. He doesn't come across like some of these guys come across cool cool, you know, they got an image to maintain. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I mean? He just plays, he just he's goofy, he just he's having fun. Like he recognizes that, yo, I'm playing getting paid, I'm a professional basketball player, my dream has come to true. And he's just so happy. You can see that he's just happy to be there. Mm-hmm. And Delano, um, you know, because um, I because I am biased with Delano because I because I coached him briefly, and so you always you always happy for uh, you know when you coach a kid and you know they get to the, the highest level like this. And it was brief, you know, it was brief. I coached him for maybe a month or two. Yeah, and um, but just. Just the kind of kid he is, and just the way he plays too. Like at six nine, like he's so unselfish. Yeah, right. He love those players. Like I don't understand how people not like when you build a team, you go for like give me two or three gunners, right? Like just black holes, and then everybody else is just role players and guys like Delano, right? Like who's just gonna pass the ball and rebounders? Give me guys who's just gonna play defense and rebound, right? And everybody wants to stack the team with all these gunners. I'm like, yo. It doesn't work when you have all these gunners. You just need two or three. Yeah. Really because if one gets hurt, you know, you still have two guys that will, you know, there's not a lot of pressure on a guy to, to, to bring it every night because not a lot of guys are built like, like that, right? Mm-hmm. And so you love somebody like Delano because he just wants to pass the ball. 
But Lana doesn't look as either six nine unselfish guard. He just wants to pass the ball, get guys involved. He makes the, you know tries to make the right basketball play. He plays defense. He rebounds. Plays with a lot of energy. So I just those are my favorite. I'm not you know like I look at Jalen Green. I'm like that guy to be. He reminds me of Jordan Clarkson. He's gonna be a six man in in a in a, in a few years. He's gonna be a six man because he just guns. The ball hits the guy and he guns. And guys like that, you bring them off the bench. Right, you, you you know they'll give you scoring off the bench. So you, you think his ceiling, you think his ceiling is limited for Jalen Green? Really? No, it's not. A, it's not a matter of limited. It's not a matter of well. I don't know if you call that limited, but I just Jordan Clarkson is he can score. Lou Williams, can yeah, score. yeah, for sure. But these are guys that you these are guys you bring off the bench because you need scoring off the bench because now they're not going to pass the ball. They need to get their usage rate needs to be high, yeah. right? And so because their usage rate needs to be high, you bring them off the bench. Jalen Green, what is he going to be coming off the bench? Because if you know, touches his hand, he's just jacking up shots. You're not winning with that guy, mm-hmm. right? And I don't think he's going to get to that status, right? Um, I don't think so. I don't see anything. You know, I mean, you know, sometimes you know the good thing about sports, though, sometimes that that switch, that switch, you know, you flip that switch, and you know, you get an epiphany, and then you become that guy. But I, I see him right now. I see him as He's gonna be a great version of. He's gonna be another like Jordan Clarkson, just you know, could score. You bring him off the bench, and he's gonna give you buckets. Right? He's gonna flat out score. He's gonna be a dangerous scorer. Um, you know, because he's just gonna be have the green light to jack, and he's gonna have the ultimate confidence. Right. That's how I see him. Um, Cade Cunningham definitely could be special because of his temperament, and and that's what it comes down to: the temperament. Yeah. Right? And their the feel for the game. And Which I was impressed him. by. I was impressed by watching that tonight with him, to be honest with you. Yeah, his temperament, the way he plays the yeah. game. You know, and it, you know, so I, I, I remember Josh Hemmings, you know, uh, who's at Harvard now, um, telling me about Kay. He's like, you know, he's like, I remember when, you know, they're about the same age, like when Kay was in, you know, grade nine. Kay was when I was at Oak Hill. He was always the same way. He was just calm. He was just calm and relaxed, and he was never sped up. You know, so he's always had that temperament, right? And, you know, Mobley's nice. You know, Mobley, um, I didn't realize how good he was. You know, okay? you see, sometimes, you know, you, you forget when you see guys in college, you're like, ah, you know, he's long and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, he has a good motor and he has a good feel for the game. Um, you know, he's playing with real confidence offensively and defensively. So, yeah. you like you like Mobley. Um, and then you got, you know, you got Mitchell, um yeah, Davion Mitchell. Yeah, Mitchell, Davion Mitchell. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I like, I like the rookies. Um, you know, I think they're gonna do well. I think Scotty Barnes. You know, I think the Raptors. What I, what uh, he's been a great franchise. The Raptors are patient. They, they're not like everybody else where they give up on their rookies quick, right? Um, I think he's gonna, you know, he's gonna work on his shot, his shot mechanic. It's really shot. And just really fine tuning with 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 somebody like um, Scotty Barnes, even Delano, right? Yeah. It's just simple simple adjustments, right? Just simple adjustments, simple adjustments in their shot, you know, tweaking their mechanics a little bit. Nothing major. It's not like Lonzo Ball, where you know it's like a major overhaul, right? right. You know, really reconstructing the shot. For them, it's just minor tweaks here and there, you know. But you know, so once that once that jumper is falling, Barnes is going to be special, man. And he, you know he likes to work. He loves to work. He has that work ethic, and that's what I'm looking forward to. And that's why uh, you know I just love watching him. I 
whatever Raptors game is on now, I'm rushing to the TV. I just want to watch Scotty and Delano play. I, I just love watching Scotty play. Um, Scotty Barnes play. I love watching Delano play. Uh, Delano pushes the pace. So those are my two favorite rookies. Um, those are who I like to watch right now when they yeah. play. I, you know, what the thing with Delano that, that like, I think is really cool to see is obviously is, you know, like you, you're watching a local kid make good and, you know, make the league. But the pressure of playing and performing, because I always have this theory of like, I don't like my younger players starting off their NBA career in the same place they grew up in. I just think it's just yeah. a lot of pressure. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just yeah. a lot of pressure to deal with that. And distractions. When, and distractions, and distractions, right? But he seems like right now, you know, so far, like he, he's got his head on his shoulders. You know, the projection was this kid was going to play a little bit in the league and then, you know, ended up like starring on the G League team and all that stuff. And who knows, that that might happen, but I don't even think it will because honestly speaking, no. honestly speaking, the way he's he's played right now, like there's no way I would set him to, to the 905. There's no way. I would, I would keep him yeah. right where he's at. You know, he's developing at a rapid pace. There's absolutely no reason to set him down there. No, he's not at all. He's a six-nine point guard who's unselfish. He's completely and he's, he's running the offense. He's trying to get guys involved. He looks for he looks for OG. He looks for you know uh, Van Fleet. He looks for Trent uh, uh, Jr. He looks for the scorers. He plays D. He, he plays defense. He rebounds. He's long and deceptive, and he pushes the pace, yeah. which is what Nick Nurse wants. Why would you send it down to the G? Yeah, I wouldn't. That, that's right? what I'm saying. Not at I all. I wouldn't. You know what I'll send down to the G League? Your boy, UK Gatinabi. Send him down to the G League. Who was that? Who was that? Oh, Japanese Utah? Guy, what's his name? Yeah. <laughs> he says my boy. Why is it, like, why is, like, people are like, oh, Pascal Siakam's out and Utah, what's that? I'm like, what the fuck does this guy do? What, is he, what does he do? What does Watanabe do? What, what does he do well? Well, he's probably he's, not a he's, he's probably he's a, he, Utah's probably yeah. gonna play in the G League. Um, he's gonna play with the 905, and he's gonna play with yeah. your boy Flynn. He's not a point guard, so he's not. He's, uh, he's not. He didn't play the point. What does he do? What does he do? Is he, is he, is he a three and D specialist? What exactly does he do? I know he plays hard. That's what I know. I know he does bring that energy. I know he runs around and he plays hard. And but what what exactly does he do well? So let me know that. Because I'm trying to figure out. Because people are excited about him. Like, oh. But when they get that UK, like, am I being Pascal? It'll be a different team. I'm like, what? Yeah, I don't know. Pascal? Pascal, I understand. But, you know what? Nabi, sure, he's a nice kid. He plays hard. But what is... You know, like, I know Delano's a point guard. He's going to drop some dime passes. He's, you know, he's pushing the ball. He's a big guard. It's hard to... You know, is he um, is guard, it really six you nine know. now though? Is he is he really that tall? Oh yeah! Wow! Long, wow! Fast, right? So you have a six nine point guard that pushes the ball, run the pace, right? Push the pace. So I don't know, but anyways, so um, you know he's gonna play. There's no way he doesn't play. I like Flynn. You know, I like Flynn. Yeah, um, he's nice too. He can play, but it's just the, he, he you can see there's not room for him play. now. No, no, you got to find room for him because. Fred Van Fleet's working too hard to score, man. Mm-hmm. He's working way too hard to score. Right? Way too hard to score. And, you know, he's already undersized, and he's working so hard to score. Yeah. So when Flynn comes in, Flynn, you know, he's a bit taller, you know, knows how to play. So you got to figure out how to get that guy in the lineup. You yeah. got to make some adjustments to get that guy in the lineup. 
Yeah, that, that's the thing. Like he, so, he is good. Like I, I won't, I won't knock him. Like the, the kick can play yeah. too, but I just don't know if, like, right now the way Delano's playing, like I don't know if he's, like, I don't know if he's gonna want to play. Th- you know, like be the third point guard and have those type of minutes. Like I think he wants to be like the backup. This I, I don't know. Like this, I, I wonder how long he's gonna be able to stay in Toronto or is he gonna get a shine somewhere else? But I agree. Like I think, like he that that kick can play. That like when he when he gets extended minutes on the floor like he's doing stuff with it this is not a situation where it's it's being wasted but i guess to kind of answer my question too I, my two favorite rookies right now is is barnes i agree with you with there and then mobley um part of it is because i i watched a, a good amount of um usc games because as you said my nephew being in cal in the pac 12 like watching some of those games and staying up late um, you know, I had a chance to watch a, a at least a decent amount of his games, and I, I really liked what I saw from him last year. Because I, 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 to me, I was always like, you know, he's a more aggressive. He's a, he's 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 a like I I had him pegged as like a Chris Bosh, exactly, like an aggressive Chris Bosh. Yeah, he looks kind of like Chris Bosh too, right? They're kind of build and yeah, but know, he, but but more aggressive, but more aggressive. Yeah, and he's longer. Right, Chris Bosh was like six. Six nine, six, six ten. Yeah, six ten. Mobley's Mobley's a legit seven footer. Yeah, and he's long. Like he, he like he doesn't yeah. look like he he, lo- he doesn't look he has a, he, like he has a seven foot wingspan. His his wingspan looks like it's like seven five, seven six. Yeah, like, he just looks really supremely long. But the guy's got a lot of skill. I love his feet. He's got great hands. You know, um, like yeah, just he just. And he's just so skilled. On top of that, too. Like I'm not. I'm. I'm not totally surprised by what he's doing but the game looks easier to to like than i thought it was going to be for him you know what i mean like because he's got a great iq too on both ends of the floor you know what i mean like he's like he's one of those guys that like you know he's fearless like especially defensively like i i honestly like watching him play right now i know it's really early it's really early but i can see him winning like a defensive player of the year in his career at some point, of like course. within within about, I would say, and, and I would say within about four years, I can see him being all 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 defensive team, a hundred percent. Like yeah, he's, he's kind of changed, course. he's kind of changed Cleveland's team, like especially the like between him and Allen defensively, like they've kind of changed Cleveland's makeup now. You know what I mean? Where yeah. you can't really mess with Cleveland the same way. They're not, they're not they're not the pushovers that you you thought they were. You know, no, I, like I, I no, they, but they. They need to get rid of one of those two guys, Sexton or Garland. They need to get one of those two. Get rid of one of those two guys. Between him and Allen, yeah. well, they got too many bigs. I, I agree with that. But I, I, I they got that's... too many guards too. They got, they got Sexton. They got Garland. They got uh, Ricky Rubio, and they brought in Kevin Pangos. How many guards do you need? Yeah, like smallish point guards. Yeah, so I, I, I'm, I'm hoping that Cleveland was doing that. You know, is is racking up the assets like for good trade, yeah, trade value. You know, you trade a couple of bigs, you trade a couple, you know, you get rid of Sexton or Garland, right? You keep Rubio or trade Rubio or whatever, bring, keep, I don't know, use Pangos in the trade or something. But they have too many bigs and they have too many point guards. You don't need four point guards. Yeah. Right? And I like so, Okoro, too. Like, I like Isaac Okoro, too. They got to find yeah. a little more time for him. But I think, like, that to me, it didn't make sense when they when they grabbed Markkinen. I guess the same mm-hmm. thing as the asset building, but I'm kind of like, yo, you got three guys that are seven feet tall. Why do you need these three guys. Like, I, I figure, like, one of them is not going to fit well. And I feel like at some point that's going to be marketing, especially uh, marketing, especially when Mobley gets better. 
you know, which yeah. is like, it seems like that's rapidly happening. Like, I, I think Markin is going to get pushed out, even though he's a good player too. But I, I feel like mm-hmm. he's going to kind of get pushed out. You think so? What about your boy Kevin Love, brother Love? Um, <laughs> who's buying his contract if they're not going to buy? So who's, who's who's trading for his contract if they're not going to buy him out? There's always, you know, there's always that dumb GM. I, I guess, but <laughs> <laughs> I guess, but thirty mil is, you know, and I think it's more than thirty mil now. Like, you know, who's who's mm-hmm. trading for that? I don't like, you know, they're they're gonna have to, and he doesn't want to have a buyout, so it's gonna be interesting to see where that goes. But I, I don't know. <clears throat> Excuse me, I don't know where that's gonna go with <laughs> when it comes to love. I have no idea where that's gonna go with that. But I mean, he, I mean, at least he's playing better. He's coming off the bench, you know, for <laughs> for what that's worth. You know, but like I said again, like he would he, to me, he would be good coming off the bench on a contending team. But it's again, what like unless he, he's he's getting bought out and you're getting you're giving him a vet minimum, what contender is spe- like sending, you know, like sending thirty mil worth of contracts that way to get Kevin Love at this stage of his career? If right. he, if you can if you can throw him back in like the in the uh, in the DeLorean and send him back to 2014. And get that version back, then of course everybody would do it, but nobody has a DeLorean, right? This ain't Back to the Future. So, um, and then I was gonna say what with um, with with uh, just to touch on what you're saying with Scotty Barnes, um, like I, I think I've mentioned this before. I didn't see him play at all in college. I think you're one of the first people to tell me about him, right? Like in terms of mm-hmm. like, especially when he got drafted, right? And yeah. Like you know, I I really wanted the Raptors to get Mobley. You know, I I, pre- I was pretty sure that we weren't going to get him once he, you know, once the Raptors fell to the fourth pick. You know, and then mm-hmm. all the mock drafts were kind of saying the same thing, and they're right about the top three. But at the same time, you know, that's why mock drafts are what they are, right? They're mock drafts mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. if you listen to the mock drafts, we all would have believed that Jalen Suggs was going to follow us. And if you ask any Raptors fan right now, would you rather have Barnes or would you have <laughs> rather have Jalen Suggs? Everybody would run you out the room. Exactly. You know? But even Mark Cash, they never had Josh Primo going number twelve to uh, right, right, San Antonio. Right. Like they never had they had they never had Franz Wagner. You know, like that that mm-hmm. kid that kid is balling right now too. Like over in Orlando, which I was like I I saw him play in Michigan. I was I yeah he's he's better than what I I I projected coming in. You just you just don't know what some of these guys right. But mm-hmm. but again, it's just, just to touch on what I was saying before, this influx of talent is now it's it's coming through the league now, where it's like even those teams which you didn't you wouldn't watch now you're like yeah let me watch five minutes and see how how you know like how Orlando's doing let me let me watch Detroit for like a half hour let me watch you know X Y Z like you know like you're watching it happen like it's it's crazy but yeah like I said Scotty man like shh, man I love his energy I love his compassion. And it really, mm-hmm. when you look at that, like between those two things and his fearlessness, it literally feeds into everything he does. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that whole thing of you rather have a guy that's that you gotta, you know, got, you gotta scale back than a guy that you gotta pump, you know, get a pump full of passion. Mm-hmm. Like to me, he's like the best example of that. Like he's a wide-eyed kid, and like he just, you know, you you, you, know, you can see the innocence. Like he just wants to like. He wants to own the world. You know what I mean? Like, he just mm-hmm. wants it all. Like, and I, I love it, man. Like, he's ready to guard the best players. Like, you know, against Brooklyn, he's, he's guarding Harden full court. Like, he's not backing down. He ripped KD's pocket in that game. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's like he's like he's ready for the, like, he wants it all now. Like, I, it's refreshing to see, honestly, in this, in this day and age, especially with this Raptors team, that attitude that he's got. Like, it's, 
it's really refreshing to see to see him play. Like it's, he's one of my favorite rookies to watch by now, hands down. Him and Mobley, and and I really I thought only I really thought like he was going to be like a, a good foundational piece, and now mm-hmm. I'm like shit. We got to upgrade that now. Yep. We got to upgrade that now. I don't know where this is going to go, but like I think you got to like you got to remove the ceiling now. Just just based yep. on his energy, he's such a hard worker. You just you don't know where this is going to go. Yeah, I totally agree. When the Raptors are on, you know, I'm not gonna lie. There's certain games I watch. Certain games I'm like, who are we playing? Blah blah. blah. I don't care who we're playing. I don't, whoever is the worst team in the league, we could be playing them. I just want to see Scotty Barnes play and Delano play. Yeah, I I watch the Raptors just to see those two guys play. I just love the way Scotty Barnes plays that game of basketball. I just want to watch him play. Like I just get joy out of watching those two guys play. I don't care about the scoring. Like I know I got Steph for that. I was turning on Steph. Clay's coming back. So let me get my scoring from those guys. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? KD, you know, my, my guys, Luca, guys that I like watching, you know, where they score the ball. You know, when I want to see that, I'll just put on a Golden State game and sit back and just laugh at stuff, just lighting guys up or game. But, you Man, know, what he did uh, to Atlanta watch. the other day was not right. That wasn't right. Yeah, that, exactly. That right. Just, so just watching Scott, you know, like I'm, I, I'm so excited. I'm literally looking forward to Raptors games. Like, when's the Raptors on? Okay. Watch Scotty Barnes. Just watch this kid play and just run around. When he wasn't playing the, those couple of the games that he was hurt, I was, I was like, yeah. But yeah, I right. watch because Del- <laughs> I, I wanted to see Delano play. So I was excited to see Delano play as well. But yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a big Scotty Barnes fan. Big, big, big fan of Scotty Barnes. Yeah, I, um, it, it's, it's interesting to see because this is the power of Masai. Again, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is this is why you didn't want Masai to leave. This is why I think lots of basketball fans and Raptors fans were celebrating when he when he re-upped with the Raptors because, like, this is this value. I, that was a shocking thing of of you know Barnes being selected over Suggs, right? Mm-hmm. And then you then you you know you hear the you know the the behind the scenes story like you know about Suggs kind of basically tanking his uh his workout with the Raptors and stuff. And you know, yeah. if you're willing to do that, you don't want him here anyway, right? But, you know, I always, I always think about guys like that. You never hear that from, from somebody like Kobe or Jordan or KD. Like, true basketball players. Because it doesn't matter where they go, they're going to make that situation the best situation possible. Right. Because that's how, that's how much they believe in themselves. That says a lot of, to me, that says a lot about players when they're like, I don't want to go to Toronto or I don't want to go here. Right? It's like, when, you're, when, you have, when you think you're the best thing in the world, it doesn't matter where you go, right? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, things are going to work out, That's right? It. They're going to build around. You know what I mean? Like you just, you just know it's, you're gonna you're gonna dominate. You're gonna run things, and you know, it's, it's the, the the franchise will build around you. And I don't even know how you not want to play for Toronto. They just won a championship two years ago. Are you are you retired? That speaks like you know. That's why you know when I say communication is like ninety percent nonverbal, like. What you're communicating to me is like you're just an idiot. You know, you're not a winner. That's what it commutes to. You're not a winner. Like winners, you know, you're like, let me come to this franchise. I can run. I can maybe be the man if, if you think you are. And I have role players around me. But what does this moron do? He goes to Orlando, thinks he has it good. But Cole Anthony's like, hold up, wait a minute. <laughs> not so fast, partner. <laughs> You ain't, I ain't giving over. I ain't giving you the keys. Hold up, no, 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 no. I'm here. No, no, you're gonna sit behind me. So Cole Anthony's just taking over, taking right over now, that team. Fun. Yeah, 
Exactly. Shocking, too. I, like, I wasn't a big fan of him, but, man, he, he jumped the level this yeah. season, too. Yeah. And, you know, you get that out from his dad. Like, if, yep. you, if you know Greg Anthony, mm-hmm. you know Greg Anthony's in his ear. Like, yo. And Greg Anthony knows how this goes. He's like, yo, don't let this guy come in and take it. He's a running rebel. So, He's a running rebel. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Greg Anthony's like, yo, don't let him come in and take that. You, know, you make sure if you let him know it's your team. Exactly. I, I know for a fact that's what Greg Anthony told him. Yep. You know, and I say that I was in there, but I know, I, you know, if you know Greg Anthony from Running Rebel, you know anything about his personality and who he was as a basketball player and being a New York Knicks, there's no way Greg Anthony's not telling his son, <laughs> you're not letting this guy come in here and take your spot. You're the man on this team. You're not going to fall back for mm-hmm. this guy. So, you know, look at Suggs. Suggs, you know, he's falling back behind, behind Cole Anthony. So, um, you know, we got, the, we got, again, we got the right guy. You know, Masai. In the side, we trust. You got the right yep. guy. You know, how to read people. You know, what makes up, you know, the characteristics that make a great basketball player. Right? And, you know, he, he picks the right he picks the right guys. No, ab- absolutely. Because, like I said, when you look at Suggs now, and, and I mean, I'm not, I don't want to harp on the kid. It's, the season's like 10, ga- 10 games old, basically. We're, we're like, you know, uh, almost a month into the year so far. You know, I don't want to harp on the kid yet. He The light switch may go off on him. But, like, again... If you ask any Raptors fan right now, would you rather have Suggs right now? Or would you rather have Barnes? Like nobody would listen to you on the Suggs idea. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And the funny thing is, too, O'Neal. Like I feel like if he did come to Toronto, it say say Masai did draft him, right? I feel like Suggs would probably be better off right now. Like I, I feel like his career would be a little better right now to start off, just because of the again well, because of the foundation, right? Like being around. Well, that's what around. I, yeah, yeah, Calvin. Like. You have role players. I, I, as much as I, I like Van Fleet, I love um, OG. Uh, you know, I like Spin Cycle Siakam, but they're they're not the one. They're not number ones. They're number threes, maybe number twos, right? Mm-hmm. Sub, are you the, you could be the number one guy. You could have come in and be the score, right? And even though yeah, you know OG and those guys, those guys aren't mentally built that way. You know, some guys are just killers. Those guys are not killers. As much as they want to try, and you'll see in the playoffs. The Raptors will make the playoffs. You'll see, right? You you, you see a harder, you know, OG's not consistent, right? Mm. I tell guys, you know, when I train kids and I coach, to be great, you got to be, greatness means you're consistent all the time, right? And OG wants to be the man, but OG's not consistent, right? Right. Fred Fleet struggles to score, and Pascal just kept coming back, but these guys are not, are not going to be consistent, right? They're not built, they're not those guys. That's because they're not those guys. And so, you know, maybe Suggs could have been that guy. He could have come here and have all, you know, free reign to 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 put up shots because Nick Nurse knows that, mm-hmm. right? But Nick Nurse also understands that, okay, I don't got a top five guy and I don't have a top ten guy. So what I do have is OG, Fred, and Pascal. I'm going to try and give them as much confidence as possible and hopefully something happens, but maybe it won't. Hopefully, right? And they'll give us enough, get us to the playoffs. But yeah, you know, you have a great, great solid foundation. Raptors have a great. That's why if I was Suggs, I would have wanted to come here because you have a great foundation. Yeah, right. Seriously, you know, and, and you could have been fan, the man here. Great fan base it, on top of that too. They're very supportive, very supportive, mm-hmm. especially if you work hard. They're kind of like a. You know they don't get the act the the um the moniker of being like a tough town, but it, it's a it's a you know it's a hockey town at the same time, right? And you know multicultural, lots of West Indians, lots of 
hardworking, you know, cultural background. So they respect, you know, there's a reason why, you know, to this day, like a, like a JYD can still come to the city and get love. There's a reason why guys like Oakley, there's a reason why guys like those hard hat guys could always come here and get love, right? Because the fans, they support somebody who works, right? So somebody like Scotty right now, like even if he leaves here in two years, unless, unless he leaves under bad terms, anytime he comes back to Toronto, he's going to get love. I'm not saying he's going to leave, but I'm just saying like, in the case of Suggs, like I think he missed that opportunity to do something like that because the, the Raptors fan base is so supportive and they're so, they're so strong and they ride so deep. You go to those Raptors games, like it's, you know, you can feel it in the air when, when the team is good and when the team is riding hard, right? So, you know, if that's the story and, and, he, and he tanked his workout, like I said, you don't want him here anyway, you know? No. You don't, no. Want, him, you don't want him here anyway. So I, I think it's, like I no. said, again, to, to see where we're – where Banton and and like I said, even with Barnes, like to see where where Barnes is at right now, like shh, the sky's the limit, man. Like I said, the the, the roof is removed, It's removed yep. right at at this stage. Because like I said, just the work that this guy's putting in, I'm like shit. You can't ask for a better story. Nope. You really can't. Um, but you know we'll we'll uh we'll wrap this up here. But uh, you know as always, O'Neill, thank you for hopping on the Av Podcast. You know, no and, and breaking down the. The, the basketball talks with your, with, with your boy, you know, appreciate that no as problem. always. You know, we'll, we'll definitely have you back on again at some point this year. And closing thoughts on anything ball related, which you want to like plug anything you want to plug, team, um, squad programs you're coaching, um, you want to share a last thought on the Warriors, whatever. Like, you know, any any college, you oh, know, no. uh, any, any, any NCAA D1 players that we should be looking out for this year. Give us a spiel well, before we go. No, there's enough. Well, um, very excited. I watched Shamar, Rita Mays. You know, love that kid. Great kid. He was playing for Youngstown. They were playing with uh, against um, Penn. I think Penn State. I was watching him, but I always I love this time of year to where's watch he, the Canadians. Where's he playing? He's at Young, Youngstown, Youngstown. Oh, Youngstown. State. Okay, okay. Yeah, so I'm always excited. I um, you know have my uh, college basketball schedule up. You know, see all the, the teams that are playing so I can flip through and watch all the Canadian kids that are playing. So I'm always excited about that. Um, I'm helping out you play. Um, we're doing made hoops with the 14U. So that's starting soon. And uh, the 16U for a regular once AAU season starts in April. And uh, that's really it. But my Golden State Warriors. And then, you know, some other teams. Like, I like this season. Like, I like the Bulls. Yeah, you know, there's so much basketball to talk about. Like, I love what's going on, uh, but I'm I'm so excited about the Golden State Warriors. I'm excited about um, Clay coming back. I'm looking forward to that. We could and, talk uh, for like another hour about the Warriors because I I am I know. E- I'm equally, if not more, excited about the Warriors I right know. now. And, and it's always a great refresher reminder, like the style of play, the Warriors, or and I, I said when they took the mantle from the Spurs. The Warriors were a younger version of the Spurs in everything that they do. And they copied their offense and their defense, right? And what was the offense? Point five. Don't let the ball stick too much. And why is the, why is the Warriors hard to guard? Because they're constantly moving. Yeah. The guys are constantly moving. Right? And that's, you know, that's the reason why KD left. Because if you listen to KD, he was like, you know, I get all of that. But, you know, sometimes, there's, you know, you need the need. You have to have that need for ISO basketball. Like, no, you don't. No, you don't. Just keep moving, and that you know they're in perpetual motion, and that's why I love watching the offense, right? 
And so when Clay comes back, you add Clay to that mix. I know. Right? <laughs> and, you know, I, I tell people the best thing that ever happened to Warriors was what happened in the past two years. The young players got to develop. Yep. Right? The young players got to, now Jordan Poole is playing with confidence. Mm-hmm. Right? You have, you know, Lee, uh, Clay, Clay's uh, best brother lost it. Like, you have all these guys playing with confidence. And Draymond Green. I, I really started to appreciate Draymond Green because... I know, because you, 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 know, you, you, you would Steph, shit on him every now and again, though. I do yeah, remember that. No, and this is why, this is why I'm going to stop. Because when... realize what Draymond Green is, when he's good, he's really good. Like, he's really good. He's like, his basketball IQ is so good that it's amazing, like, how... He's like a point guard that calms things down and gets the ball to the right guy. Yeah. Right? He's so good with that. But when he's bad, he's bad. Like, when he, you know, when he checks out, he's just horrible. But with Draymond Green, even if he doesn't shoot, but he understands the game so much, you know, passing, cutting, it's just constant. And their offense does remind me, like, of, and I love watching European basketball because that's how the offense means. The ball doesn't stick. Right. There's no real ISO. And that's what you have with Draymond Green. He's con- it's a constant, constantly, you know, he's making, make, he's orchestrating that offense. And then he plays defense. He's so valuable to that team. And so, you know, I'm excited for the Golden State Warriors, man. Everybody's talking about the Lakers. And you cannot come out LeBron James and the Lakers. That's the dumbest thing to do. But, you know, we got to go. It's getting late. But, uh, yeah, you said I, I'll be here forever talking. So yeah. And, and, and my last thing really with the Warriors, again, because you, you mentioned in Clay, and I 1,000% agree with that. And that, that young bull, that Wiseman kid, like he hasn't played yet either. He hasn't played yet either. You know, those those boards, like I want to see how he makes that leap. I know he's coming off injury, but I want to see how he fits in into all of this as well. Like it's I, – I love what's happening in Golden State, but we, we'll definitely have to talk about this again, you know, at some point because, I mean, I don't, I don't think the Warriors are going away. So that that might be my next our next topic next time you hop on would be the Warriors. Sounds good. All right. Thank you once again for tuning into the Av Podcast. A special shout out goes out to my guest, O'Neal Kamaka, for coming on to discuss the beginning of the NBA season. Scotty Pippen. <laughs> Scotty Pippen, man. The young rookies and the next stars of the league and everything else. I'll be back next week with a new episode. And the week after that, I'm going to have a review of the first quarter of the NBA season. So stay tuned for all of it. Now, if you haven't checked out my latest episode, on mental health on my mental health conversation please do so now all right i promise you it's worth the listen now with that said i appreciate the support of all my shows rate review and subscribe please leave some comments on this one and check out sasharav.com for all things south shore ave once again that's southshoreav.com for neil kamaka this is cal c and you just tuned into the Ave podcast on South Sharaf Radio. Until next time, folks, peace. Have a great weekend.